Greg Collins, Substitute Teachers Lounge. You know, this past Thursday, I had a flu shot, a COVID booster, a root canal, and a filling. And I had to do volleyball that night. So when I knew that Friday was my only, I only had a half a day and it didn't start until noon, I was kind of excited about that. And then the school called me at 7.45 a.m. and asked if I would teach the whole day. What do you think I said? We're going to talk about some resources today that helps you make that decision. And we're heading into the holiday time, so you're going to buy some gifts for yourself, maybe too. So I'm going to give you some ideas for that. Now, my podcast title this week kind of has a double, how do you say it, double entendre? I've always been wanting to work those words into it. It has two meanings. Okay, one I'm going to get real quick out of the way and get out of here. I'm just going to say, if you're one of those that doesn't show up to your substitute teacher assignment at the last minute or otherwise otherwise at 8 a.m., you're hurting yourself. You're going to be behind before the day starts. And I would encourage you to get there by 7.30 anyway so that you get a feel for the administration there. You get to talk to them a little bit. You get to get to the classroom in time to look at the notes, get your thoughts together, and maybe even flip through some of the resources that I'm going to talk about today. Now, as I said last Thursday, I had a crazy day. I did it on purpose. And, you know, I'd always heard all these nightmares about root canals. Mine was basically painless other than the pain before I went in to get it fixed. And, you know, they told me that they really weren't that bad to repair as long as we caught them in time. And we did, other than, again, pain heading into it. But I didn't have any swelling to speak of. I had caught it in time, all that good stuff. So I took care of all those things on Thursday. So then Friday, I had, you know, kind of perfectly accepted just a half a day of substitute teaching. I was going to start, I think it was 1130 was my scheduled start start time. So I'm, I'm chilling out, haven't cleaned up. I actually thought, well, you know, I can chew better now because of the repair. I'm going to fix myself a nice breakfast. I had a couple of things that I definitely wanted to get done before I went into the school. And I knew I had another volleyball evening that night. So I was kind of glad I had that half day off. Well, they called right at 745. Now, that puts me in a weird situation because... I don't like just to throw on the quickest thing I can and run to the school. I'm I'm a little bit too type A for that. I like to have things planned out. So I actually turned them down. When I got there later at noon, I told them about my day before and kind of, you know, begged. I, I even told them, you know, they're one of the schools that, had it not been them, I might have even canceled my 1130 section of the day because just kind of chill out after the day I'd had before. They were very understanding. In fact, we had a, a good day. It was a day where they were having a chilly cook-off among the teachers, so I got some free grub at lunch. So it was a good day, and I'm glad I went in. Most days, especially when when, when I'm in 
working everyday mode. Here's what I'll do to anticipate those calls. Or even, maybe it's not even a 745 call. Maybe the absence just pops up at 745. Well, obviously, the only way you're going to be prepared for that from a, I don't know, a cleanliness standpoint, but that's what it amounts to for me is get into your routine where you get up, clean up, dress if you want to, or at least have school-worthy clothing set out so that you can dress quickly if you find a substitute job that you didn't already have, and then you're good to go. The other thing is, how do you prepare for these 8 a.m. situations? That's obviously getting your body ready to, to go in when they want to. And of course, if you can, and, and doggone it, bless their hearts, Fridays especially, they are swamped. I told you last week that some of the schools are even posting needs for substitute teachers before they even know what teachers are going to be absent because they know somebody will be absent. So that's what I actually accepted last week. So it was interesting to think about. So I'm thinking, well, this is the perfect time. How, how to get your mindset to go in and substitute teach at the last minute. Have some resources ready that you look at occasionally. Now, a lot of you are book people. And when I say book, I mean non-Kindle things that you hold in your hand. You have to be one of those readers that has a book in your hand. I'm going to try to talk you out of that, by the way, partially. Every book I read, I'm more of a non-fiction reader. There's some fiction, <laughs> strangely enough, I like Stephen King in the in the fiction area, but there's some you know, nonfiction books that I really enjoy, and that's where I concentrate on. And I just don't like carrying around books because I'm a weird reader. I read maybe 20 books a year. I'm weird in the respect that I read, right now I am reading four different books, and I'm in a habit of reading a chapter of one, chapter of another. I like to complete chapters. That's my type A coming out again. I don't like to be interrupted. I even put some, you know, I usually turn on my uh, TV and play some instrumental music in the background because I don't want other distractions, popping thoughts, that kind of thing popping into my head. I read that way. I'm not going to try to talk you out of reading your favorite Nicholas Sparks book, without holding a book, what I am going to try to talk you into, at least download the Kindle app. You don't have to buy a Kindle. I don't have a Kindle. I downloaded the Kindle app. Every book that I purchase, I read on there because I can throw my phone in my pocket. You can use the font on the Kindle app. You can make it as big or as small as you want to, so you can even overcome the need for reading glasses if you care to do that. But I, I love it, man. I love being able to read books like that. But even more importantly, most of the books related to school that I bought, I bought at less than $5 a piece. And with the Christmas season coming up, treat yourself nicely. Give yourself or <laughs> encourage, tell whoever buys gifts for you that, hey, why don't you give me a Kindle gift card or an Amazon gift card and I can buy books? Because here's what happens with Amazon. Once you buy one book, now some of you are going to say bad. I think it's perfect. 
But once you buy a book from Amazon through the electronic Kindle program, you're going to start getting emails. But guess what? Their algorithm set up is to be not just books, you know, not just promotions that are going to waste your time, but they're actually going to be good suggestions based on what you've bought before. So unless you've bought a whole bunch of books that you just hate it, you're going to see books that you really like. And I buy, I'm not even saying I read them all, but I buy probably a book every two weeks. Let's see, that that calculates out to 26 books. And I said I read about 20, so I probably do read in that area. But most of the time now, it's either I like sports-related books, I like oh books about interesting part of history. Bless, forgive me, history teachers, but his, the part of history that really holds my interest, like Kennedy and and other things that were going on. I just bought a book. I, I tend to read most of the series that comes out under Bob. Is it O'Reilly? I've already forgotten his name. That's pretty bad, isn't it? But it's books that I like to read. Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly. And to be honest, I don't think that he actually does a lot of the research and writing. I think his co-writer writes that. A. Michael Dugard, I believe that is. The last one I bought was about entertainment called Killing the Legends. It's about John Lennon and Elvis Presley and Muhammad Ali, and I think that's fascinating. I bought a book about baseball, bought a book about the last days of Marilyn Monroe because I'm fascinated. You know, probably it's probably a bad part of me, but I tend to be fascinated on conspiracy-type things. Bought another book about baseball players that played during the war, both the men and the women. But I want to mention to you today, here's some books that will probably show up in your Amazon feed if you get this Kindle email started that's going to be good resources for you to just have in your phone for when you get that 8 o'clock call or just when you get maybe a subject that you're not used to teaching. I told you my favorite thing to teach is math, and through 6th and 7th grade and 8th grade, I can kind of hold my own because I've taught those recently enough. When I get to high school, it's it's generally the same things that I was taught in high school that I was good at, but, you know, math, you have to stay brushed up on, so to speak, or maybe it had to be part of your, your job. I have to go back and refresh myself. So I'm going to mention some of the books in the series I would recommend that you buy, have these in your back pocket, and you will always be able to read up on what you need to know for your substitute teaching job that day. Whether you got that job at 8 o'clock in the morning or whether you got it the night before. One of the most recent ones that I bought for $1.99 that's fascinating, it's overwhelming, but it's fascinating. It's called How the Brain Works, the facts verbally explained, but there's lots of pictures in there. If you're going to end up in high school and teaching health classes, I was in sixth grade. A lot of the, this week, a lot of the pictures hanging on the wall in the health room were these kind of pictures, but it explains it so simply. So I really like those books. Now, there is a series, there's a couple of series that I really like. I, as I'm talking about this, I'm going through my app because I've got so many. 
and I'm trying to figure out the best ones to tell you because there's no way I can mention all of them to you today. But here's what I want. The series that I wanted to mention are the Big Fat Notebook books because you're going to see those pop on your, up on your Amazon list. And when you go into the school, you're going to see these books on these teachers' bookshelves because they like them so much. They, they've all got basically the same title. I've got one called Everything You Need to Ace English Language Arts in One Big Fat Book. I tell you what, the grammar part of that I'm trying to get better at. And when my old, I'll lack for a better phrase, I'll say uneducated grammar comes out, I always correct myself in front of the students. Sometimes I'll even say, what did I just say that was wrong? Now, most of the time they don't know, but occasionally I'll get someone, aren't you supposed to say it this way? So that's a great book for that. Everything you need to ace language, English language arts in one fat book. I also bought Everything You Need to Ace Computer Science and Coding in One Fat Book, Everything You Need to Ace Math in One Big Fat Book. I love that series. The other series, the series for dummies, I'm going to guess that you probably got books for dummies on your bookshelf already because they're written about everything, school and otherwise. I've got one that says entertainment for dummies, television for dummies, electronics for dummies. There's so many of those out there. Those are really good books too. I would recommend those. If you're into, I'll mention one more math book and I'll be done with math. Uh, Mastering Essential Math Skills was a good book. The great thing about Amazon lists when they come down and you go to that book, by the way, for some strange reason, you can't buy them through the Amazon app. You can't buy a Kindle book through the app. You actually have to go on the website. You can go on the website on your phone. You can go to Safari or whatever you have and look it up that way, but you cannot buy them. So you'll have to go to the website. The great thing about the website, though, once you get this Kindle app downloaded, you go there and nine times out of 10, it will get give you the option of downloading the free sample. The free sample is actually a significant part of the beginning of the book. I would say at least 5%, depending on the length of the book. I think it's a standard number of pages. So if it was a shorter book, it would be longer, a bigger chunk of the book, I should say, a bigger percentage. If not, it would be just that same section of the book. So look for the big fat notebooks. Look for the dummy books. Those, in my opinion, are the good ones because they keep it simple. The dummy books, I know they actually commission people in the field. They don't write them themselves. They say, we'll pay you this much. We want you to write this book. We want it to be in layman's terms. We get the right to edit it and send it back to you if we don't think it's easy enough to understand. So that's the approach they've taken. So long story short, always be prepared for your job that day. Whether you got it at 8 o'clock in the morning or the night before, have some of these things you can refer back to. You get into the classroom, you see the topic, and you're thinking, oh my goodness, I don't know that much about that. You could 
pull up one of your books. You can go to your index. That's another great thing about the Kindle books. You can go inside the book, make the fonts bigger and stronger. You can search for individual words. You can, I'm saying this because you can't do that with a book you're holding in your hand. So be thinking about that. Nice books you can buy yourself for this season. Buy them right away. Try them out. In fact, why don't you start by buying the one you need the most help in? I'm going to say that's math for most of you. It's everything else for me. Buy a math book. Buy one. I'm going to recommend the Big Fat Notebook, but if you like the Dummy series better, go ahead, buy one of those and read part of it. You're going to be amazed at how simple they have made this because they want you to be able to learn it and they want you to be able to explain to others. So if you get that early morning call and get asked to come in and substitute teach, I would encourage you to do it if you can. Be ready for that. If you get a topic the night before that you know you're teaching the next day, be ready for that. And here's some ways you can do that and some things you can purchase so that you're always ready for your substitute teacher day.